Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Yep, that's right. It's time for another edition of the Financial Answer Podcast. Thanks for tuning into the program with Nathan O'Brien and myself. As we always do, we talk about investing finance and retirement with Nate. And we're going to continue our podcast series for the next couple of weeks on the laws of investing. If you did not check out the prior episode, please do that. Go to the website, thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. Uh, right there on the main page, you'll see some of the most recent past episodes you can see discussing the laws of investing part one. Click on that and you can check out that prior one. It's very cool. And let us know what you think as well on the website and subscribe to us and all that good stuff. And we're going to continue that conversation this week with Nathan. And what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good. Excited to go through the show today. Yeah, and yeah we got some really good stuff. We're going to talk about the laws of investing again, like you said, yep. and that's going to be cool. We got some great topics uh, here today. So don't think that these are actual laws. True. You know, we good mentioned point. that last time. These, yeah. aren't, these aren't laws. These are just kind of the, you know, sitting out on the back porch with your grandfather and you know he's in the rocking chair <laughs> you're on right. the steps and he's telling you the smart things about life the good old wisdom about life there so you that's, go so, that's what these are yeah they're not quite uh you know like uh rules of thumb but they're <laughs> but they're it's a different approach to looking at how we think mentally about money and how we look at investing and it's a really great article in a pdf that's by morgan Housel um that we're basing this off of and of course you can download that pdf as well on the uh, financial answer website on the first page we, we do our blog post about the show with the uh, content ways for you to kind of skip around depending on your time to listen to things and at the bottom of that page you'll see a pdf where you can download this and play at home if you want to yeah so. yeah that's right <laughs> all, right. all right well let's do uh, we did we did law number one and two last time so let's yeah. start with number three here okay uh, and it's career realities create a mismatch between cash flow <laughs> And time horizon. Now that sounds very wordy. It is. But so what it, is he saying here? Yeah, what he's talking about here, and this is so true. It's when me as a financial advisor, when I'm sitting down with a 23 year old okay. person, okay, okay. Right. and we're talking about their future, I get super excited because you know they've got 45 years before they're going to retire, <laughs> right? And you know, compounding interest is phenomenal over that time frame. You'll have you know 20 times the amount of money that you put in there over that long of a time frame, but a lot of times I get that kind of look back of, you know, from that 23-year-old that's like, dude, I make $10 an hour. I got $60,000 in school loans and in debt and all this stuff, and I'm never going to be able to do that. And in reality, their career is probably not going to get to that point where they can save significantly and invest significantly until their 40s or 50s when, you know, compounding interest is just nothing at that point because right, right. you just don't have that long of a time frame. So the gap between what's possible on you know a spreadsheet and the gap between what's possible and just doing some Monte Carlo simulations and things like that is a big gap it's there's a big gap between that and what actually happens in real life you know so right, right. so the realities that we see and that we hear about and we think about on paper don't necessarily equate to what we can do in real life so understand that as an investor and understand that you know 
you've got to get started early if you can. A lot of times, you know, people can't do that. They can't invest very much early on in life. If they can, if they are blessed with a super high income, then a lot of times people just don't invest because they're buying and spending and they feel like they got to have all this stuff. And so yeah. uh, they end up waiting till later on anyway. So, yeah. okay. All right. So thank you for kind of breaking that out for us a little bit to kind of think <laughs> about that. But that's another yeah. a good approach when we're talking about these uh, laws of investing. Law number four here, people with different time horizons and different goals want different things from the same asset. Uh, What I take from that is, you know, like we're all saying, we want our collection of stocks to be able to do everything for us when it might not be the right fit based on time horizon. Our time horizon. Yeah, no, that's right. And, you know, a good example of this, you know, people look at the news and they'll hear different things and they may hear some really negative news or really positive news about a stock that they own. Well, one thing to understand is that for example, Google. You and I were talking about Google before we get we on the yep. on the show here. So Google stock, every pension fund basically in America owns Google stock. So do all the index funds. So do all active managers. <laughs> so do all day traders. So, so do all these high frequency traders. Everybody owns right. Google stock. Right. Okay. And so everyone also has a different time horizon. So if you hear something on the news from a day trader that's saying that Google stock is looking terrible right now, that doesn't mean that you you as a long-term investor need to go sell that. You know, that's kind of where we get caught up in this. We see and hear these things and and we get these ideas and it ultimately does not work out for us as a long-term investor. When we have different goals, when we have different time horizons, then we've got to make sure that what we're looking at, what we're listening to is along that same time horizon. You know, and it makes sense for what we're doing. So yeah, that's just, that's a really common thing that happens. And we just got to make sure we take it into perspective with what we're hearing and what we're reading. A great little line here on this is a lot of intelligence can be drowned by a little social persuasion. <laughs> that's right? true. So oh, yeah, that's we true. are easily influenced by social persuasion, obviously. Yeah. Uh, with the way we social con- media. Right. I mean, with the way we've conducted our society now. That's right. Um, you know, yeah. uh, I mean, literally, there's a whole thing called influencers out there, right? Um, <laughs> and I guess we've always had that. I guess it used to probably would look at it as news media being the main outlet or radio, right? Uh, back, you know, definitely for probably the last, you know, 100 years, 70 years, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I know, sorry, Rage not been around that long, but 70 years. But, you know, right. kind of saying right. that, you know, people with a position to put their ideas out there are influencing other people. Well, with social media, that's happening from every corner and every... <laughs> Everybody's an expert now. <laughs> right. You know, every bedroom in the world has got an influencer in there, potentially. Yeah, so, right. uh, you know, tweeting out this or Facebooking that or so on and so forth. So, yeah, make sure that you are, you know, looking at these, uh, the goals that you want and the things that you want your assets to accomplish. Make sure you're working with your advisor to understand if that if that asset has got that potential or not. Maybe that's not the right asset for that particular topic. Maybe that's more of a preservation, or I should say preservation, but more of a, um, a safety kind of asset versus a growth asset versus a, a liquidity asset and so on and so forth. So uh, they can't be all things to all people at all times. Right. No, that's right. All right. Law number five, luck okay. and okay. risk are the opposite sides of the same coin. Yes, they are. But we treat them differently. (laughs) Yes, we do. That's right. You know, as a financial advisor, we're talking about probability all the time. Okay. Right. And, okay. And looking at the odds of success of something happening, you know, there's a chance that you're going to make a good decision or bad decision and still up, end up with a good decision or a good outcome or a bad outcome. Right. Okay. All right. So, you know, when we have a bad outcome, 
that's risk, right? That's what we think of. And so that's the risk that we took. And so that stock didn't grow like we thought it was going to. So that was risk. That was a bad outcome for us. But when we have a good outcome, a lot of times we'll just chalk that up to luck or whatever and say, you know, well, this is or we we fail to chalk that up to luck. I'm sorry. We end up we end up saying, well, I made a good decision. I made a smart decision. And really, that may have just been luck in your case. Sure. And so, you know, we always try to avoid risk when we're investing and try to do the best thing that we can and, you know, make the best decisions that we can. And we chalk it up to that. But we don't really, when it comes to luck, a lot of times what we do is end up reversing that back around to saying, I'm super smart. Okay. Gotcha. I made, right. I make good decisions. I did a really good thing here and I can continue that process into the future. Right, right. And that is not the case. A lot of times, most of the time, it was actually just luck. You think you made a good choice <laughs> and you made an educated guess on that, but that's not the case. Right. You just so got lucky. I took my hundred dollars and I looked at the roulette wheel and saw that the last five numbers were this, this, and this. That's and right. I said, I know it's going to be 13 on this next spin <laughs> That's true. and when it actually landed on 13 you feel as though like you made that actually happen because you're you processed a genius it because yeah. you're genius yeah and the reality is, is is if you've ever played roulette clearly that is a lot of luck i mean <laughs> yeah you might could make an educated guess especially let's say if the last six numbers were all numbers that were black and so you decided to pick a number that was a red well the laws <laughs> of probability state that there was a good chance a red number was going to come up just That's simply right. for the yeah. fact that it's been black and been black, black, black. There's all those statistics in gambling. Same kind of thing. That's what I take from this anyway, right? No, that's exactly right. And, you know, we tend to do the same thing with investing. You're talking about that roulette wheel. It's really cool because we think, you know, that if it's been black for the last six times, right. that the next time it's got to be red. It's got to land on red. Right. It may not. It may it not. Doesn't. It the may go another. It may another six or seven times. Right. It's on the yeah. last, you know, ten times or whatever. It doesn't care. The market doesn't care where it's been in the past either. Okay, right. so it can still go up for a long time, or it can go down, or it can go whatever it wants to do. And yeah. you know, really, Bill Gates has a famous quote on this. He says, "Success is a lousy teacher. It seduces uh, smart people into thinking that they can't lose. You know, so you end up thinking you can make good decisions because of the success that you've had." Yeah. You think you're really smart. Not necessarily the case. Yeah. Well, so at the time of this podcast taping, folks, it is it's 12 noon on a Tuesday afternoon, and uh, I'm watching the, the the Dow, and all morning long, it's been uh, up about, uh, I don't know, 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5, and it climbed up to right under 26,000, about 25.9. Just during the time that Nathan and I have been taping this podcast, it's dropped down to about 25.8, and then it moved back up to 20, 29, and then back down to 25.8 <laughs> again. So just in like 40 minutes minutes it's done all that so it's the same kind of thing right you're trying to bet on green yeah. if you if you want to say green in this <laughs> example right it's up. green and red green right? and red right so you know yeah again it's about proper planning and proper uh you know allocations and time horizon and all these pieces that we always talk about on the show that factor into this luck and risk they are going to play into it but with a good solid strategy and a good plan i think you can mitigate the risk and maybe help the luck if you're lucky <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a good way to put that, but man, that's what it is. Um, all right, let's squeeze in one more for this week. Uh, law okay. number six, and then we'll wrap up our show. The biggest risk is always whatever no one is talking about. 
But yeah. because if no one's talking about it, they're not prepared for it. They're Break that down for us. That's right. They're not expecting. You know, everything when you're dealing with the market and stocks and things like that, everything in finance is really data driven within the context of expectations. So we get this news, we get this information about a company, about a stock, and then we put into our mind and to our actions what we think is going to happen. Because of that news and information, you know, one really doesn't matter without the other. They both work together when you're investing in stocks. So, you know, when we have a big risk, we can reduce that pain, okay, of a big risk because of those expectations. All right. They can prepare us for what's happening. I've got a buddy that, you know, we were talking the other day and he can literally, Mark, he can gouge his eye out when he's putting in his contact and it doesn't bother him at all. Okay. But if I poke him in the eye or something accidentally, hey, he's, man. Yeah, yeah, he's well, I mean, he's, you know, his eyes gone. He's, it's the end of the world, you know, in that case. So the expectation of that, he can handle that if he's dealing with it himself. But right. if it happens accidentally, that's where it comes in. And I so, got you. Yeah. yeah, the risk here is really hard to, a lot of times, risk is hard to quantify. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. And so the stuff that we leave out, the stuff that we can't imagine, is the stuff that matters most. You know, it's the stuff that really affects things and really causes that volatility. And, you know, Carl Richards, I don't know. Are you familiar with him? He, I, I don't know if I am or not. I'm not sure. Okay. So he has written for a long time. Well, I guess for about 20 years, he had an article every week in the New York Times okay. in the finance uh, part. And he was, he's really good. He's got really cool ideas and really down to earth on things. And one of the comments that he says is risk is what's left over when you think you've thought of everything else. You know, so hmm. it's something that, um, you know, it's just, it's there, you know, yeah. it's going to happen. It's going to be that part of it. And, and we always are going to have to deal with that when investing in the market. Awesome. Fantastic way to end the show. Good information. Again, a really interesting way to take a look at how we take our internal processing, uh, our emotions <laughs> when it right. comes to, comes to yeah. finance. So are we continued on our, our discussion here on uh, the laws of investing. And if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, as always, uh, go check us out at thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. Right there on the main page, you'll see a cool little fisherman guy. That's going to be Nate in like 25 years. And uh, <laughs> and then you'll see That's episodes right. <laughs> uh, and you can click on the current episode. This the Part one is posted. This is part two. It'll be posted probably later this week and you'll be able to check that out. And as you scroll through the page, you'll be able to see where you can click on it and listen to it. There's a way to get the investor awareness guide. You'll see a picture of the box. You can check that out. You can uh, get a consultation from Nate. You'll also see ways to subscribe on the right-hand side of the page. So we make it pretty darn easy for you to learn more. Uh, we do these cool little things at the bottom of the page. As You, you can actually read the blog if you're uh, into that. If you're on your phone and you're kind of scrolling, sitting someplace maybe, uh, maybe waiting to get your car worked on or whatever the case might be, uh, you can click on the timestamps to go to different parts of the conversation. So we try to make this really easy for you. So share it, like it, uh, let people know that it's very cool and that you sh they should check it out as well. And and you'll even see the share button there right underneath the player. And uh, we would certainly appreciate it. As always, Nathan, I appreciate your time here on the podcast. I just love chatting with you. Yeah, me too. It's uh, it's really cool. I, I like this topic that we're talking about. And it's just important that people understand, you know, these are the things that truly matter with investing, yeah. the things that really affect the outcomes that we have over time. Yeah, so yeah. if you understand these, you can and uh, more than likely will be a successful <laughs> investor. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got a leg up for sure. We're going to continue this series. We've got uh, we're going to do some more 
more of these laws next week on the show. Again, go to thefinancialanswer.com and subscribe and check it out. If you do have questions, if you do have concerns, before you take any action, we always like to stress, always check with a qualified professional like Nathan O'Brien before you make a move. Uh, he is a registered investment advisor and chartered retirement planning counselor, as well as a local smart investor pro with Dave Ramsey at O'Brien & Associates is where you can find him. That's Nathan's business. And you can call him at 855-51-COACH before you take action. Get on the calendar, come in, have a chat before you do anything if there's something that piques your interest. 855-51-COACH, that number to call. And I will see you next time here on The Financial Answer. For Nathan O'Brien, I'm Mark Killian. We'll see you next time. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.